0: Welcome back to Be More Super the podcast, where we explore the world of entertainment with celebrity interviews from your favorite movies and TV shows. So grab your popcorn and let's get to know these stars better and what really makes them super. We are brought to you by PropStore.com, where you can find your very own piece of entertainment memorabilia from screen use props to costumes. Now, here's your host, Brian Garner.
1: So on this week's episode of Be More Super, the podcast, we've got a great guest starring in Tyler Perry's latest movie on Netflix, a jasmine blues, it's Lauren Bioli. Lauren, welcome to the show, my love.
0: Thank you for having me, Brian. It's wonderful to virtually meet you.
1: And it's a pleasure. And I'm so glad you made made time because you're a busy, busy lady indeed. Uh, looking from your IMDB, you've got loads coming out. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm surprised you have time to uh, walk your gorgeous dogs and, and live life to the fullest, which uh, we're going to talk about your dogs in a bit because I'm an animal lover and um, the oh. interview won't be the same without giving them a mention. But before we chat, about your awesome career and you know this amazing movie on netflix you know these last two years have been quite dramatic to say the least and we've gone through a lot as as you know a world not just personally or country by country the whole world has experienced the pandemic how have you kept positive and moving forwards you know as a working actor and a person within this world
0: Oh, I love we're starting off with a light question. I love it. I'm not a huge (laughs) surface level person. So I knew you and I were gonna be friends. This is great. Um, You know, I think perspectives, everything in life, right? Mm. So I was lucky enough to be raised by a family that taught me to take things and not have toxic positivity but rather say like what am i learning here how can i grow from this and not say not acknowledge uh not you know discount the fact that things can be painful and you don't necessarily want to be dealt certain cards but to say okay who am i going to be in the face of this so i feel like we were all given that challenge over the last couple years and i think you know it's it's looking at everything we've been through and saying, okay, who do I want to be and who who's being inspired by how I'm showing up in the face of this, that, that I might not even know just by, you know, my energy and my attitude towards it. So, mm. you know, it's I had to take a couple deep breaths there because you know, it's, it's a roller coaster. um, mm. but it will, <clears throat> such as life. Right. Um, mm. and I, I was very lucky the last couple of years, um, To have my loved ones surrounding me and and dogs as we as we brought up already dogs help but I think saying you know okay I I know that we're going to come out the other side of this what do I have to learn here and how can I be there for others and be of service
1: Mm. and and uh, I always look at something if something bad happens it's an opportunity for us to grow it's yeah. an opportunity for us to learn that biggest lesson. And the biggest lesson for me out of the pandemic was to appreciate things a lot more, to look around us and and weigh up what's actually important. Because, you know, life is so precious. Uh, the world is so precious. And it was so lovely to see scenes like in, uh, I think it was Vienna. No, it was mm-hmm. Venice, where the water was blue. And mm-hmm. it, it, it and just heightened yeah and it just highlighted what what we as people are doing to the world and mm-hmm. to each other um but I'm glad to say that in the UK I I mean I'm not sure uh, what it's like where you are but in the UK I think we've definitely turned a corner um Mm, and and everything's going peachy uh Mm, which is great which is fantastic but let's talk about because you started quite young in the industry so you know being an actor being a performer it's probably one of the most competitive industries to be in so Mm. why acting and what Actually sparked that journey for you into the world Mm. of acting.
0: You know, I I will be very honest. I'm feeling very honest today. So when I (laughs) when I first started, you know, I was in diapers, and it's very hard to let the you know weight of the world affect you at that age. You're just in it, and you're playing pretend, and it's a joy, right? And my mom's wonderful. She always said, you know, if you're not having fun, we won't do this anymore. And I continued to love it. I was very lucky in middle and high school. I lived in the UK and I was able to work over there. And it was still, you know, still in school, still kind of in a bubble. And then the bubble burst when I moved to America for college because you kind of realize uh, the gravity of the competition, all of the things that people very readily will tell you that Mm. it's the toughest business there is and all of that. So I had to do a lot of work around my mindset to say, okay, it's never about a given audition, it's never about a given role, it's saying, what is this moment, this opportunity, conditioning me for that I can't see yet? Mm. And and really practicing being present and showing up with joy and enjoying the process, rather than saying, I need this to validate me or to be happy or to be successful. Mm. And that mindset shift, it wasn't the easiest journey, it took a good amount of time to get there, but. And, you know, it's constantly reconditioning myself to say, be present. What are you learning here? Mm. How can you show up and enjoy yourself and and not be so hard on yourself? And Mm. then it doesn't feel like rejection. It feels like walking through the doors that are meant for you rather than Mm. banging on all of them.
1: (laughs) I mean, when when you started out and you decided, actually, this is the path for me. Did you have a plan in place of what you wanted to achieve? You know, you know people you wanted to work with and the type of work that you did in the way of say theater film or tv
0: i did have a big plan when i moved to new york at 18 and then god really really laughed Um, (laughs) (laughs) so really too hard i think um and you know i i have a degree in early childhood education and special education um and i i ended up teaching for a good period of time when I was in New York and then doing acting and and my education on the side, um, you know, training in theater and film and television for the love of it and had to do some of that mindset work that I mentioned and gain that perspective as a teacher and kind of become a more fully rounded, uh, you know, more dynamic human, not just kind of laser focus. And I think when I let go of that white knuckle grip, I started to see things fall into place and look back and connect the dots. Mm. And I have a bucket list of people that is, you know, a scrolls worth long that I would like to work with. But um, I think rather than saying that is the place I need to be or, you know, Broadway or bust, for example, right? Mm. If it's that or nothing, then I'm chasing that proverbial carrot for the rest of my life, you know, rather Mm. than saying this or something better, you know? So I think it's just having this kind of unshakable faith that is often tested. But like you said, it makes us stronger and growth is uncomfortable. But when you you get to the kind of next echelon and you look back, it all makes sense, right? Mm. You start to connect those dots and say, oh, that's why that was so challenging, because it prepared me for this next thing.
1: I mean, we often see actors on our screens and we often think, you know, it must be an easy job. Um, You know, but there's a lot of training involved. There's a lot of time and commitment and sacrifices. I mean, you spent some time, quite a bit of time in the UK, and then you went on to study at Lambda, which is an amazing place, and the Central School of Speech and Drama. I mean, how was that experience for you, uh, coming from the States over to London? Um, did it feel like you were on the set of Harry Potter? You know, was it... <laughs> Was it? Because a lot of Americans go, it's like Harry Potter everywhere. It's fantastic. I mean, what was that experience? And what what actually made you come over to the, to the UK?
0: That is hilarious. So Harry Potter hadn't been released yet, so I didn't make that connection. <laughs> but I in sixth grade, my my dad was transferred over there for work and I started attending, attending the American school in London. We were supposed to be there for six months. Uh, That first six months, my mom cried. She missed Walmart and her suburban. And she's like, I want to go back to the States. And then we all fell in love with it. And six months turned into eight years. So um, I was very lucky to be over there. It, It was a dream. I mean, I was at a very intense school in the States that was talking about SATs in the sixth grade. And then I got to to the American School in London and they saw my passion for horseback riding and acting and they said, you know what? You're you're getting your work done outside of school. You need to go to set for two weeks, go. You need to go do that horseback riding competition, go. Like they really fostered the love I had for these other passions outside of school, as long as I did my homework. Um, And I think that experience, and then I went to Sylvia Young Theatre School on the weekends in Lambda and and Central School of Speech and Drama. I had a mentor over there, uh, both Buck Heron and my uh, mentor Tara Pietri, who is at Apple now. Um, And they just, they encouraged me to go on auditions. They encouraged me to do theater in the UK. And it just, that was a dream. It was just, definitely very idyllic and Mm -hmm. i was very lucky to be there so i never take that for
1: granted (laughs) but the question is did you find out how to make a good cup of tea (laughs) because for some reason i i have got a lot of friends in the states and and every time i've gone over literally they try their best to make me a cup of tea and it's never the same i mean did you did did your mum? Next yeah.
0: time I come to London, I got to meet your wife and daughters and meet you, and I'll I'll make a cup of tea and we'll see how good an actor you are to pretend. Excellent, to we'll mop that. I'll say that I'm a coffee yeah. gal.
1: <laughs> to be honest, I'm a coffee person. Black, no milk, just straight up is my favourite. Um, but that. yeah, but tea, mm, yeah. So obviously, I mean, when starting out as well, who who inspired you? Who were who were the actors that you looked? up to that you thought do you know what one day I want to be as good as that or Mm. I want to you know act opposite
0: Mm. I always loved Ethan Hawke Reese Witherspoon and then fell in love with Viola Davis um and I I think now the beautiful thing in this the space we're in because people often ask you know there's so much content but you see so much talent Mm. and so i i have these you know a bucket list of people that i'd love to work with but i'm constantly inspired by new talent and and then also love to continue going to the theater Um, i'm a big fan of supporting local theater and supporting theater so i think you know i'm i'm in class because i'm a big class nerd and my teacher jeremy o'keefe yesterday said you have to remember that there are so many talented people in this business and they are all over and they are doing theater and they're they're everywhere so it's just i think I'm really inspired by artists, people who say I love this thing and people the world tells me it's the toughest thing in the world but I'm going to go with it and and pursue it with all my heart. Mm. I just it I admire that.
1: And I feel that more people need to go to the theater because I think <laughs> I think it's a dying art because I I well I feel that the pan, pandemic is really destroyed quite a bit of it but I've got a few friends that work in the theatre in the West End and you know it's so nice that the West West End opened a while ago and everything's back, back to normal but you know there's nothing like watching a good play you know it's the art of word um, you know simplicity is key I had a guest on recently Matt Doherty that was in the oh, Mighty yeah. Ducks and um, he's, he's just wrote a play called Brothers Play And he sent me a video of it, and it's just stunning. It really is. It's made me miss sitting down and actually appreciating, you know, the word on paper and and being Mm -hmm. performed on on screen. So you've actually performed alongside and you've shared the screen with quite a few very well-known established actors like yourself. Um, So what I wanted to know was, has there ever been a time when you've actually gone to set and actually instead of seeing them as fellow actors got a bit giddy got a bit sort of fan moment you know geeked out because you know you've been in films with well i I could list them i mean you've been with so many people on screen i mean if you can name one or two that you thought were just amazing
0: oh man um how much time do you have i just because i just I could tell you stories about people that have inspired me because I love when you meet someone you look up to and say, wow, not only are they talented, they're such a good human. Mm. Um, I'm so embarrassed to say this, Um, but I, I worked with Paul Schneider on Florida Man and I joked with um, my reps after and I was like, my best work as an actress to date was being cool and acting like I was just having a conversation. Like everything's <laughs> fine, we're cool. Nobody, Nobody's freaking out internally. So I think honestly, it's even when internally, your 16 year old self is screaming, just saying, okay, you're here, you're doing the work, this is what you've been prepared to do. Um, And then getting in the car and screaming to your mom, right? It's that's, that's what I choose to do. (laughs) Um, Paul Schneider was lovely. Damon Wayans was just a dream. Um, And I mean, I I could go on and on. But um, it's I I will happily report that I've not met anyone who's not lovely. So Oh, good. good. Yeah, I, I like when
1: people are kind. <laughs> that is that is good because literally it breaks my heart when you find out that you're such a fan of someone's work and then you find out that off screen they're absolutely awful. Um, I know. you know. So it's quite refreshing to hear that everyone that you've worked with has been quite, quite nice. So that's that yeah. that is absolutely lovely. So with your industry, there's lots of ups and downs. There's lots of reject rejection. Um, you know, how do you keep motivated? How do you deal with the ups and downs? Because it's gotta be draining at times. Um, mm. you know. How Brian, how how I love do you do
0: that? My, I love to joke that my dating life prepared me for it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, surely not. <laughs> no, 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 no,
0: it's great. It's great. It gives me great material. I did stand up once. I'm like they 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 wrote my set for me. Um <laughs> no, you know, I think when listen, there are times that you'll wish that something worked out or that you'll have your heart really set on something, but I was I was just talking with my friend Dan about the fact that not every set is for you, right? And that's someone else's dream coming true, and you don't know how that experience would have been, right? It, mm-hmm. it could be really tricky because that's that's the interesting thing that no one talks about when you're a kid is that the dream is also work. It will kick mm-hmm. your butt, and it will be challenging. So it is. It's while it's the dream, it's also a challenge. So I think. I like to remind myself that n- no job's the solution, right? That everything is as it should be. Um, mm. And remind me of that tomorrow when I'm disappointed <laughs> about something, okay? <laughs> it's, it's definitely a journey and that's why I have nothing figured out. It's all a practice of saying, um, how can I show up today and be present and do my best work and trust things are going to work out as they mm. should.
1: And talking about ups, so let's talk about, a jasmine's blues because this film i've got the poster here uh i'll put it up on on there we go your literally, set
0: is so fancy i love this i know
1: it's nice isn't it um you know what this film is such a beautiful powerful and i'm not ashamed to say it so if there's a film that makes me move literally i will cry i'm and i'm an ugly crier do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and um this film literally had me in tears and tyler perry if people don't know tyler perry is they're obviously under a rock because this man (laughs) is literally probably one of the busiest mans in the industry and Mm -hmm. this film is just astonishing it really really is if you could tell us a bit about the film in your own words and Mm -hmm. whom you play
0: yes so in this film we follow the love story of our two leads here um and they meet when they're quite young, and circumstances tear them apart. And when they're reunited, um, because of their uh, differences, let's say, I don't want to give away too much, um, they're not able to be together. Um, they're in different situations in the South in the 1940s. And um, it's about the power of love, and that you cannot extinguish true love, even in the face of hatred and ignorance. and Unfortunately, my character is a part of that ignorance. Um, so, that was, um, you know, a part of serving the story, showing up in, in that character. Um, but it's, it's a beautiful story. This cast is absolutely phenomenal. They mm. poured their hearts and souls into, into these performances. And I'm so glad to hear that you were moved because I think that's every artist's dream oh, to,
1: just... to be a
0: part of stories that, that move people.
1: And, and you mentioned earlier on about how much content there is out there, and I think that some some things can get lost uh, because there's so much stuff out there. Everyone needs to watch this movie because it's got so many messages in it and it, 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 it leaves you asking yourself self, so many questions about you you know yourself and the world. Uh, but I want to talk about the, lo- the the location that it was filmed in. How beautiful was it to film in the location was it as uh, is it savannah georgia the US? It was, Yeah. Oh, how beautiful was that i mean what was that like filming there
0: it was gorgeous and he you know tyler perry really had a vision of what he wanted it to look like cinematically and he and his dp were very much on the same page um about what story they wanted to tell visually and it was I mean, if anyone can visit Savannah, I would highly recommend it. I don't work for their tourism board, but I should. (laughs) It really, it's just every, I I think every landscape looks like the frame of a movie. You know, it really just um, is very, it's very quaint. It's, there are gorgeous views, beautiful sunsets. It's, it's a wonderful place to shoot a movie.
1: I would love to go there one day because it just looks spectacular. It really, really does. And then let's talk about your accent because your accent, absolutely love it in this movie. How hard is it to to get that southern twang? You know, was it a lot of work um, to it? Because I am rubbish with that. With accents you know I struggle with English never mind you know doing a southern accent I I was in a production of cabaret when I was at college and I played Clifford Bradshaw come on that's what
0: Mm. I played Sally Bowles
1: no way Oh, my days. Do you know what? I love that. It was like I had to to do an American accent from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, I went into acting because I did that at college and university and um, because I had a stutter. So I went into acting to get over that. But I had problems with pronunciations of some words. So you know at the end, mm-hmm. when Clifford Brad- Bradshaw sings uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could never get it right. But the accent mm-hmm. as well, when it was like, oh, Sally. And, yeah. and you know... It's just an amazing, amazing show to do. It really is. Uh, so that's really funny that you played Sally Bowles yeah, and I played Clifford Bradshaw. This inter- interview is obviously meant to be. So how did yes. you work on that Southern Twang? You know, how much work did you have to put in to get that accent you know, spot on?
0: Thank you. It. Um, I have an incredible... Um, dialect coach her name is paula and um for anyone who's an actor watching if you follow accent colors on instagram she's an incredible coach she coached me for the audition then she coached me for the film and then we were lucky enough to have an amazing dialect coach on set as well um tyler perry does things right he is incredible (laughs) um so i I, you know i'm lucky my mom's from the south so i grew up with that uh in my ear uh but i love accents and it's it's a fun challenge so thank you Thank you. Oh,
1: it 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 was amazing, and I could listen to that accent all day. It's just it's just <laughs> fantastic. So, talking about Tyler Perry, I mean, um, a lot of people in the UK know of him because of the wonderful things he did for Harry and Meghan uh, mm. during the time when they didn't have security. And the story goes that he actually gave them a place to stay and provided them with security at no cost to them. Which it just shows the type of man that Tyler is, what was he like to work with? Because he does so much. I think he's got so many shows on the go at the same time. So having him present directing and, and, and obviously written this film, what was he like to actually be directed by?
0: So I I love that you bring this up because I'm very struck with how present he is mm. and how kind, and when he's with you, communicating with you, he's fully there. When I think, you know, I'm proud of myself for folding my laundry and putting it away and you're running an <laughs> empire and you are just fully here and, you know, running the world yet care about everyone on your sets, care about your actors are deeply invested. I mean, he's he's so kind. He's so supportive. He clearly has a sense of a like, massive sense of what what he would like to continue contributing both in art and with his philanthropy so Mm -hmm. it's it's incredible to see someone who shows up with his purpose both in the entertainment world and then you know when we were in the middle of the pandemic he was showing up at um grocery stores and paying for the elderly's groceries as they were shopping Mm -hmm. like not you know and, and people just found out about it and started tweeting about it and it just i think you know he he really rises to the occasion uh, in terms of his opportunity to serve and give back and it's that's the kind of actor i want to be you know use your platform to to change the world the way he has
1: that is awesome and if he was in the uk he'd be sir tyler perry i am yeah. sure i'm sure yeah and and obviously this is a passion project for him uh, this film because you know i read that you know he, he's he's had the script he's written it over like 25 27 years ago um so it, it, it clearly shows in the film and the young man that plays bayou um, is just absolutely um, captivating. On well, well, to be honest, they all are. They really are. And mm-hmm. the soundtrack is just stunning throughout the 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 whole film. Do you know if the actors actually are the ones singing? Um, mm-hmm, they are. are they?
0: Joshua Boone is phenomenal. And then Solea Fisher, she doesn't sing in the film, but she's currently starring on Broadway and Almost Famous. I mean, the amount of talent on that set was offensive. It was. <laughs> And, you know, uh, it just, the, that entire entire cast is just phenomenal. So, yes, they were singing, and um, it's, I'm, I'm so glad that you appreciated it. Oh,
1: it's just fantastic. I mean, when the film starts, the music, the soundtrack, literally gets you straight away, and you know it's going to be mm-hmm. a great mo- movie. But talking about your character, Margaret, obviously she's got some quite, you know, Um. Disturbing views. Um, so, how mm-hmm. difficult is it? Because obviously, you're a lovely person, you know? Um, so, how hard is it to actually go into the mindset of someone like that on screen?
0: You know, I grappled, with, I play a lot of, I will say, tricky humans and villains. And um, I talked to a friend about it when I first started playing um, characters with views who are very different from my own. And she said, wouldn't you want someone like you on set playing that character? Like who has seen it in the world and can reflect on it and show up and do it with kindness when when they say cut, right? To have mm. some kind of awareness around the gravity of saying those words. And, you know, she's like, it's, it's a good thing that it's you. We don't want someone mm. who, you know, so it, that gives me some peace. And then also, I think you have the hope that as you embody these characters who you try your hardest not to judge, even though you don't agree with their point of view in the world, you get to say, I hope that someone sees something, if, if they identify with any of the feelings of that villainous mm. character, sees something and is moved and can reflect and mm. you know you never know how you're going to shift someone's soul or change something in their heart and really you don't know how that comes about or how you know i i just think it these stories need to be told and people need to see themselves even if it's ugly um
1: so and and that's that's my uh, the next comment i was going to make that even though it's quite uncomfortable to see on screen i think it's very important that it is on screen, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because these stories and, and these si- si- situations happened in them times and it happens today, which is yeah. shocking. It really, really is. So to have those on screen, I think it's, yeah, getting that mes- message across and it makes you question yourself. And pers- personally, I felt really uncomfortable. I really did. So I, I I take that as a testament on the type of person I am because the fact that I, felt uncomfortable with quite quite a few bits of that film um you know i just think it was just amazing how it was done and hopefully people will watch it and actually question mm-hmm. you know why because I'm it so- just it doesn't make sense you know
0: well it's it's why we have the cabarets of the world and the jazz mm-hmm. man's blues of the world right so we can see humanity reflected mm-hmm. and that it scares us enough to take action so that history doesn't repeat itself of right yeah. and we are just coming out of a vote in georgia so i'm fired up
1: <laughs> bless you do you know what? i am got i'm got a clue with with politics it goes straight over my head so so no. this is why i never talk about it because i am, i'm oh. got a clue so so how do you go from set being margaret being this person this horrible person um and then leaving it do you leave it on set or do you have like sort of a routine in place that when you play certain characters to get out of that you know mindset
0: you know i think for actors self-care is so important and that can be you know i coach actors as well and i'll say after we work on a heavy scene i'll say go watch some some comedy now like this is the time to go watch something funny to you know really take care of yourself and do something that uh helps you pull out of that space because if you want to tell something truthfully you need to go there and our bodies don't know the difference Mm. um and i'll you know i'll be in something and i'll i'll get a migraine because it puts you through it you know um so it's just giving yourself after that the space to say okay well I acknowledge that i went there if my body is physically having a reaction to this um and also you know watch comedy and rest and take care of yourself like like anything else right (laughs) (laughs) self-care
1: definitely definitely and then talking about coaching because that was quite a good segue actually because that was my next question so (laughs) so when you're not um you know uh, you know starring on screen you're actually coaching um you know people that are starting out in the industry um which is fantastic and obviously um you know talking about the rejection side is a common part of the industry but would you say um, you know building actors self-esteem is is also key um you know with this coaching i mean if you could talk mm-hmm. a bit a bit about what you do with the coaching and mm-hmm. and what what it entails mm.
0: i think 99 of my job is reminding people that they're doing their best at any given moment and that it's about clocking your growth and your evolution as an artist and a person um, and that we can't be so short-sighted to think we need that next job. Mm. So um, it's very much about mindset. It's very much about perspective and focusing on honoring yourself as an artist and not not doing your auditions for someone else, mm. but rather saying, "Okay, this is what I bring to the table. This is my my role for this amount of time. At least I'm going to give it my all and enjoy it." and have as much fun as possible. So, you know, uh, myself included, human beings can be so tough on themselves and uh, it is already a challenging business. So flipping the perspective to say, wait a minute, why are you beating yourself up about this? like well, I encourage people to write down their wins and I would encourage anyone, even um, someone who is not in this industry, to write down wins, mm-hmm. you know, um, because we sometimes with negative, um, we can we can really go to the negative quickly and have that bias to say like well what do i need to be better at and that's great growth is fantastic but acknowledging and incorporating and integrating those wins i think is so important so Um, it's it's not i'm never encouraging someone to say everything's great and it's fine and i'm so happy and I'm exactly where i want to be right now it's not anything uh anything like that but really saying, okay, how can I appreciate where I am, what's coming to fruition that I've worked hard for that I can celebrate and make sure I enjoy.
1: Mm. I mean, would you say the industry is getting better or worse in the way of, I mean, the reason why um, I didn't pursue it further was because, you know, I found that it was very much, I don't know, they, they, they weren't looking at necessarily the talent, they were looking at literally the way you looked. So mm. I I used to go to auditions and I, I you know I'd I'd be waiting there and then the casting director would come down and literally point and just go you 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 and they could be the worst actors in the world uh, I mean do you see that sort of beha- behavior and would you say the industry is getting better in fair rep- representation um mm you know, because these new starters, you know, you want to build them up to succeed and give them the tools to succeed. But do you think the industry is, is, you know, better or worse? If you know I, I
0: love mean. the question. You and I were meant to have this conversation today. So um, I took a break from the industry for a moment for that reason, because it, I was encouraged to look a certain way to fit into a certain archetype that um, had everything to do with how I looked. And I needed to take a break and say, okay, I've got to get back to why I do this from Mm. a place of, you know, heart and soul, rather than trying to prescribe to what everyone else is telling me I should look like and should do and what, you know, the career they want me to have. Um, So I will say, I believe the industry is getting better about representation and you will find evidence for what you're looking for, right? So if I am, Going to continue to say well they don't want me because i look like this or don't look like this and that's why i didn't book the role i'll find evidence in the world to Mm. say like that's why it's not working out i had to get to a place where i wasn't focused on that and trust that if i continued to focus on the work not every role would be for me but the right ones would Mm. so i think it's i think it's a it's two parts i think the industry is evolving we're seeing more people represented, we are seeing, you know, more diversity, uh, more body types. And there, there's a long way to go, of course. But um, I think that and then committing to saying, okay, when I focus on the work, and persevere, it things will fall into place. Mm. And it's, <coughs> yeah, it's I mean, a, it's I- a long
1: way i mean for me i mean my two little li- little girls you know knowing that they're growing up in 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 this world it's great to see women finally getting you know leading parts and 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 seeing them on screen which gives them something to look, f- look up to. But also mm-hmm. what scares me as a dad is that, as you said, that the industry uh, would want you to look a certain way and be a certain way. And to these young girls out there, literally I've already faced with my nine-year-old her being quite self-conscious. And at mm. nine, when I was nine, we didn't hear of that. And now with social media, Uh, I don't think in 10 years' time we will be able to recognise anyone walking down the street because they use too many filters. Literally, Mm -hmm. you you don't recognise anyone. So hopefully that will change. And I think the key Mm -hmm. is definitely building self-esteem uh self-worth um with Mm -hmm. with 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 the kids um but i wanted to touch on a few of your projects that you've also Mm -hmm. done um Mm -hmm. which i've seen this and i can't find it anywhere is it being released yet (laughs) <laughs> because I've seen the trailer. I've watched the trailer a couple of the t- a couple of times and it looks amazing. I mean, <laughs> is this released? Am I just looking in the wrong places? I mean, I
0: love that you brought up Courtney Gets Possessed. Oh, thank you. Um they are currently looking for distribution. There's an incredible um a production company in Atlanta um, run by Madison Hatfield and Jonathan Mitchell called Peach Jam Productions. And they created this film, and we had a screening in Atlanta, and they're currently seeking distribution for this film. So it was, it was I love everyone in this project, and it was such a dream to be a part of. Um, I got to get possessed by, uh, Jonathan Pulowski, there, the devil, um, <laughs> a fictional devil. He is a wonderful human being. Um, and it was just everyone in that cast and in, in that crew is phenomenal. So it was a great experience, but hopefully we will have that streaming somewhere soon.
1: So we need to get it out on social media that everyone needs to see this movie. Let's get it out <laughs> because it's, it's, it, it, it's shocking when, when you hear that, that like this distribution again there's so much content out there let's get it out there streaming and then i wanted to add on uh florida man because yes. again i mean do we know when that's going to be released Um uh, stay bec-
0: tuned Ho- hopefully soon um stay tuned i will um, i will let you know when when we have a date but oh, it's coming
1: <laughs> again the cast is phenomenal jason bateman who for me teen wolf 2 um for me as 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 a kid absolutely love him uh so i can't wait for that to be released as well um so i've got to give a mention out to your dogs because i've got to ask i've got a picture here there you go how gorgeous are they um so if you could tell us your dog's names because this is the thing that i'm literally i'm going to ask you a question about so so what are your dog's names
0: so um, the, the one here, uh, Vixen is the one who is kind of an auburn color. And then we've got Beverly Hills Cop 2, um, who goes by <laughs> Beverly. She's just Beverly Hills Cop 2, and she's a little bit naughty. And they're looking at me right now like, why are we being summoned? Um, but Lifeline Animal Shelter in Atlanta named them. And I'm like, you know what? Whoever thought Beverly Hills Cop 2 would be a good name for a dog was absolutely right. I just—it
1: makes me laugh every time I say it. So I—I am I, glad you've shortened it to Beverly because if they're in the park and you're shouting Beverly's got two, come here, <laughs> things are going to look. At least they, at least they chose that film and not something else like Texas Chainsaw yeah. or some, some something else, because then you would get funny looks. So, so I've yeah. I've got to give him a shout out because I am such an animal lover. Unfortunately, I've got mm-hmm. four cats. Literally, wow. yeah. I've even got a mug that that I got bought by the kids <gasps> that says "Cat Dad." Literally, <laughs> I I am so I am outnumbered, uh, in 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 this house. But uh, dogs are sec- secretly my favourite. They really, really oh, are. No uh yeah so Don't i want to that's a
0: very cute one oh, no. they got you they were proud of it, that <laughs>
1: it is it is it is very very cute and i just wanted to also quickly uh touch on um a project that you're involved with and you know i read up about this pro- project and i just think it's wonderful the name of it as well heart gallery which oh. i just think's lovely it really really is if you could tell us a bit about what art gallery is um, and and yes. what 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 you do with them?
0: Yes. So I was doing some theater in Florida, and I saw a beautiful display of portraits of children that were just absolutely captivating and beautiful, and showcased their personality. And um, the director of the theater I was working with, Carla Hartley, said, "You know, this is actually heart gallery. Wait till you see their um, their presentation." And they did a presentation at at the theater where I was working. Showcasing uh, children in foster care um, who are, you know, maybe have special needs, may- more difficult to place, um, and they take they partner with photographers to take these beautiful portraits and um, really showcase the kids' personality and f- help them find their forever home. So um, when I was doing some regional theater in Florida, I was partnering with them, helping them fundraise, did some did some work with them at their uh, annual fundraiser and I became friends with them. And, and I just said, you know, the dream is to have a platform where I can hopefully make a difference and just by spreading awareness about incredible organizations like heart gallery so um you know you can become a birthday buddy for a kid in heart gallery Mm like one of my favorite things to do is buy a you know a a little birthday present and then sponsor a birthday for um, a child in heart gallery you can donate around the holidays when they go back to school um, and they help improve their quality of life while in foster care and help them find their
1: forever homes and that is such such a a lovely organization and the one thing that that saddens me at christmas is that when you see parents and rightly so they should you know treat their kids but when you see presents piled up and Mm -hmm. there's hundreds of presents there and you think to yourself surely they don't need that many presents and there's kids out Mm -hmm. there that would love a present a present so maybe maybe this year people should stop and think you know that one present for their child you know out of the hundred or or whatever mm. they they should donate or or, or sponsor at heart art gallery i think I think that would be a great idea but before we bid farewell because this has been a lovely chat uh, the last question is if your life was a movie lauren what title would it have and why <laughs>
0: I, I'm going to go with my first thought, which was she did her best (laughs) and it would be a comedy (laughs) because, um, (laughs) um, I, I find joy and levity in comedy because I have, you know, we talked about trials and tribulations and the thing that has gotten me through it all is having a sense of humor about it.
1: Mm. So
0: I would love for Kate McKinnon to play me if she's available. Um, (laughs) and it would be, she, she did her best. (laughs) <laughs> it would just be a series of disasters that we find light and humor and growth in so that yeah let's awesome. let's make this movie brian do
1: you know what we can make it happen i am sure but lauren you've been a great guest it's been a great honor to have you, you on everyone needs to see a jasmine blues uh, it's just um uh, it's just a great mo- movie what you from your pers- personal uh, thoughts what message do you, do you do you think that that movie gives out to the viewers
0: Hmm, that love endures and cannot be extinguished and that ultimately uh, we are all, we are all responsible for how we show up in the world and and how we treat others. Um, And that what we were saying before, you know, it's important that history doesn't repeat itself. So we have to take a look at the realities of, of mm-hmm. what what humanity can
1: can do. And yeah. in the words of, of of one of my idols, Christopher Reeve, he used to say, wow. uh, "Leave the world a better place than you found it." Yes, which yes. I, I I just think is is fantastic. And he was a fellow horse rider as well, like yes. like like yourself. Out 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 of curiosity, do you prefer english riding to western
0: oh i i competed in uh, hunter jumper so i i did english but i would love to do a western so i i do both i'm i it's i just i love english but it's it's just a different it's it's very different it's so I would just say I would love to spend more time doing westerns because English, like you can go down a rabbit hole of starting to compete again. That's that's why I'm like, oh, I love it so much. I almost can't even open that door because it it's all consuming. It's really interesting. It was it was my life for a long time.
1: And do you horse horse ride now? Do you?
0: I I do, but it's such an event. That's the thing is it will take an entire day, and it's it's an interesting thing. As an actor, you're kind of. You have to make yourself available um, because things will come up and they always say the fastest way to book a job is to book a vacation it's like the fastest <laughs> way to have something come up is to be like oh i'm on a farm today i can't you know
1: so there it's interesting that yeah, is the it's... plan just plan loads of vacations, yes, and loads just... vacations yeah and then
0: just riding horses
1: brilliant lauren you've been a great guest keep safe <laughs> well, and stay you. super thank you very much
0: thank you so much thanks for having me brian thank you for listening to be more super the podcast This podcast has been brought to you by PropStore.com. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. To stay up to date with Be More Super and get all the the behind-the-scenes content, you can follow us on Instagram at BeMoreSuperThePodcast and on Twitter at BeMoreSuper. Keep safe and stay super.